Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast, Labor Day edition. My name's Rick Zamprin. Well, another Labor Day classic is in the books, and the Ticats came out on top, 42-28. What a football game, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. The most intense battle for fifth quarter player of the game is on this show. What a competition between a couple of guys. Actually, a three-horse race. The fifth quarter is now. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. There is joy in Mudville. Tiger Cats 42 Argonauts 28. Hamilton has won the Labor Day Classic once again. And tonight it is a joyous occasion because I know Ticats fans by the dozens, I hope, will be calling out, tweeting, and uh, watching on our Facebook Live page. Hello, you'll uh, recognize the Box J Boys t-shirt that I'm wearing if you're watching on CHML's Facebook page. Uh, Yes, Hamilton got the job done after a... uh, Well, I will say an entertaining fifth quarter tonight. It may not have been the most epic game in Labor Day lore, but certainly held a lot of entertainment value. And I thought the better team, no doubt about it, the better team won tonight. We'll break down the game and how it went. We will all vote for our player of the game. Tonight might be the toughest game to pick out one individual effort because there were so many tiger cats and to me at least one argonaut that deserves player of the game recognition we'll anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight and tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge question is of the 160 labor day games involving hamilton toronto calgary edmonton and saskatchewan winnipeg the 1988 labor day classic between the tie cats and the argos is the highest-scoring game in Labor Day history. How many total points were scored in that game? Was it A, 84, B, 85, C, 86, or D, 87? Quick thoughts from me on this game before we open up the phones and uh, get your calls. We already got a couple callers on the line, more streaming in. I thought the Ticats came out like a ball of fire. That, That first quarter was awesome from an offensive and defensive standpoint. They struggled in the second to find their game or or at least keep up what they were doing so well in the first quarter. And penalties really killed them in that second period before they rallied towards the end of the second quarter and regained the lead, or at least extended their lead once again. A lot of ups and downs in this game as well, but the fourth quarter, when it counted, the Ticats again, like they did against Edmonton last week, the Ticats again Got the job done. So maybe that win against Edmonton really showed this team something, really taught this team that if they played the game right, that they can win. They did it last week. They did it again this week with a wonderful fourth quarter. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to get involved in tonight's action on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Tell me your thoughts, vote for your player of the game, even answer our uh, fifth quarter trivia challenge. And you can also tweet at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML uh, with all of the above. Thoughts of the game, 
player of the game, and answer the question as well. Let's go to the phones, and Jeff is on the line. Good evening, Jeff. How are you? All right, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. I couldn't be any happier than that, could it? Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> Looked like we were going down pretty quick there in the second quarter, but uh, wow. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not... he came through on his clutch. Oh, wow. He just he performed. Everybody performed. Sad to lose Jalen Saunders, though. I mean, uh, what are they saying, about six weeks, I think? Well, they said, a at least on the telecast tonight, a sprained MCL, which is much better than a torn ACL or MCL or meniscus. So I guess there's a little bit of good news, but, uh, yeah, he'll be down for the count for a while. Yeah, okay, well, hey, I mean, that's, we can't expect a better, ask for a better result than we saw tonight. And I just want to say... Uh, Last Thursday, uh, I lost my father, and he was a Ticat fan for 60 years. And this one's for him, right? My condolences. How, how, many, uh, how many Labor Day games did he watch? Probably all 60 all of them. All of them. I've got, I've got the, the Ticat towels from 94 Labor Day Classic, and, you know, it's just it's a family thing. So, What's his name? Peter. Awesome. Well, Peter, this one's dedicated to you. Jeff, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the uh, long weekend. Thanks, Rick. That's awesome. I mean, that's what it's all about. Family traditions, just like the Labor Day Classic, this mid-season tradition that we all love. You know, there's a certain energy with the Labor Day game. Yeah, we know that school's starting tomorrow. We know that it's Hamilton versus Toronto, but I think more than that, it's the fans that go to the games, that watch the games, that partake in the rivalry. As I said earlier, the the buzz on Labor Day is a little more pronounced at Tim Hortons Field, as it was at Iverwind Stadium. A little more, actually a lot more energy in the crowd. Players certainly feed off that. And it is uh, wonderful to see and and feel when you're at the stadium. Because you can feel it. Back to the phones. Wes is on the line. Good evening, Wes. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm fantastic. How about you? I'm doing all right. I just want to say something real quick to the caller eight before. If my condolences to his father. You know, losing a Ticat fan is never good. So good on you, and the Ticats won it for him. Well said, yeah. Who's uh, who's your player of the game tonight, and your thoughts on the game? You know, I was, I was watching the game with a buddy of mine, and I told him to not let me forget that I was going to pick Brandon Banks. So it's got to be Speedy B. <laughs> he, he was phenomenal. Uh, you know, a couple of touchdown grabs, physical, uh, really has grown into an all-around great receiver in this league. And he did so at the end of last year and is continuing this year. I want to say one thing. Um, a lot of people are going to remember his touchdown catches and his catches. But that block he made, I can't remember, but it was a scoring play. That block he made on the outside on the ball, that was it went a long way for that score to happen. So that was really good, too. On, on the Luke Tasker TD, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was good all around. But... Uh, I mean, it's it's always great to win the Labor Day, right? Like, it's, it's Christmas comes in Hamilton on Labor Day when we beat the Argos. I yeah, I can't agree more. I mean, this is this is as almost as good as winning the Grey Cup. I mean, it's not quite there, but this is probably the next best thing. You know, I'm going to show my age. I've actually never seen the Ticats win the Grey Cup, but I've seen them go twice. But I, I called you a couple of weeks ago when our loss to Ottawa, and I said that our team was lacking big plays and. Uh, we just the offense seemed to click at the wrong times when it was too late. But I see a difference now in the way the offense is running. 
And I'm not sure if that is Sanders coming back. I mean, he's hurt again, but Tolliver coming back as well and Tasker getting more into the offense. I think our, our team offensively and defensively, I mean, like shortage against the run for sure. Like we have our, our problems defending the run at times. But uh, I just think that this team offensively and defensively and on special teams tonight, we, we just dominated and we showed the last week we can come back from adversity. So like... I mean, I'm just lost for words. That was such a great game, and I just love beating up on the Argos. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, I I think last week's win against Edmonton showed us a lot, and I think it showed the guys in that locker room a lot that, uh, yeah, they can get it done when the chips are down, and they did it emphatically tonight. I also like seeing, um, you know, Ticat teams in the past, and you'll know as well as I do, when a, a play like the Derby Junior, I believe, the yeah. fumble return, Something like that would just break our backs, you know. Like, oh, that'd be it. Oh, you're, you know, and then the other team would just pile up on us. But we we came back right away, answered with a field goal, I'm pretty sure, then a defensive stop, and then we took the lead on the Brandon Banks touchdown. I just, I mean, there's only one thing I can say to a game like that, and that's nobody blows like the Argos. Hey, Wes. uh, Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the long weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, You can tweet at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Jim on Twitter says, Hey, Rick, I think this team has turned the corner. Player of the game, the whole darn unified team. Jake says, Really looking forward to the Stamps coming to town in a couple of weeks. That will be a statement game. And Jim on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, says, We won, I didn't melt, and I managed to type this tweet with my fingers all pruned up from the humidity. Speedy B, player of the game. Great tweet, Jim. I could just envision you perspiring profusely at Tim Horton's field. But good on you for fighting the good fight and continuing uh, to watch and uh, have the intestinal fortitude to tweet the show tonight. Really appreciate it. On email, Ed. Hi, Rick. The Ticats have just proved that they are the team of the East. They are for real. Everyone has grown to be a real football player. Players of the game. My favorites, Masoli and Speedy B. Great teamwork, and they complement each other. But everyone is playing well. All the receivers are doing well. A few mistakes, but that's expected. Jones has got people doing their jobs, and they have a real running game and a real defense. This team has matured, and Coach Jones and his staff just has to keep doing what they've been doing. This is a good team, and serve notice that they are the Eastern champions. And I really enjoyed the black jerseys and gold pants and the gold stripe on the helmet. I'm a traditionalist. We won, and we won convincingly. I look forward to feeling good about this team in the future. Coach Jones has done a good job, but must keep working on it, uh, working to win it all. Go Ticats, go. All the best, Ed. Uh, I'm not sure I'd call them Eastern champions just yet. They're still two points back of Ottawa. They still have some big games left, including the rematch this Saturday against the Argonauts in Toronto at BMO Field. Win that game... And Hamilton will have seven games to go in the regular season. They will have a six-point lead on Toronto, again, if they win at BMO Field. That would be massive. And they might just end up being tied with Ottawa, depending on what the Red Blacks do in their next game. But uh, 
man, this home stretch could be a doozy. Back-to-back games against BC. Yeah, they got Calgary in there. Toronto-Ottawa back-to-back, both on the road. Close out at home against the Red Blacks and the Alouettes. Man, oh man, this is shaping up to be a very interesting second half of the CFL season. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Uh, tweet us at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Don't forget to subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast in your favorite app store, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you use. And of course, we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well. We'll get to some comments uh, from our fans and uh, an analysis of what happened tonight in terms of the statistical uh, numbers that uh, the players put up tonight. Uh, back to the phones we go. Kevin is on the line. Good evening, Kevin. Hello. How are you? Not too bad. Oh, man, I was at the game today. It was fantastic. What was your favorite part? Uh, my, oh, man, the whole thing. It was the best CFL game I've been to yet. It was back and forth, and, you know, the right team ended up on the right side of the score. It was, yeah. uh, I think, a convincing win by the Ticats. Maybe... Maybe their most complete game of the year. I, I know they had a, a, you know some downs, especially in the second quarter, but I thought they played pretty darn good. For my side, the second quarter, it was uh, Toronto moving the ball mostly off of penalties more than actually breaking down the defense. So True, yep. <laughs> um, I, I've been having a tough time trying to think of my player of the game. i got to go with Alex Green and Task during a duel. Okay, hey, that's fine. We, we've had multiple uh, nominations before. Tasker and Green, both outstanding tonight. They've been outstanding all season long. Uh, I cannot take that away from you at all. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks for the call. Have a good night. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. So we have two votes for Tasker, one for Green, and, uh, uh, sorry, two votes for Banks, one for Green, one for Tasker here on the fifth quarter. Comment from CHML's Facebook page from Frank. Great game by the Tiger Cats tonight. And David writes, too many great performances tonight to pick a player of the game. Tasker, Green, Banks, and Masoli were all lights out. I thought Luke Tasker, I'm not sure if he's my player of the game. If I had to do multiple, sure, he would be in there. I like picking one player, one player of the game. And I think if this... If it's that one guy, I'm going to go with Alex Green, and here's why. Two TDs tonight, 18 carries, 115 yards. Those are all great numbers. But it was because of the fumble that Green uh, lost the ball and Alden Darby Jr. picked it up at the Toronto 10, ran it all the way back for a 100-yard TD, and Green stuck with it and still... Didn't hang his head. Still had some positive plays, some big runs, big first downs, and those two TDs, really the separation of a football game, especially when you take into account the fumble that led to a Toronto touchdown. I mean, there's 21 points right there in a massive swing. So I think I'm going to go with Alex Green for my player of the game. That's my vote for player of the game tonight. Quick reminder, our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight Again, we're not handing out prizes. We're just winning bragging rights. Just like the Ticats have bragging rights over the Argos once again this year. Of the 160 Labor Day games involving 
Hamilton, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan, Winnipeg. The 1988 Labor Day Classic between the Ticats and Argos is the highest scoring game in Labor Day history. How many total points were scored in that game? Was it 84, 85, 86, or 87? We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we have Jason, we have Dave, we have tweets and email aplenty. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Rick Samprin here. What a uh, evening at Tim Hortons Field with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Beat up on the Argonauts tonight, 42-28. Well, really, it was a back-and-forth game up until the fourth quarter, I thought, and the Ticats just put the uh, pedal to the metal and steamrolls the boatman once again. Hamilton now 5-5 five and five on the season. The Argos falling to 3-7. and seven. The rematch goes this Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m., and uh, you can be at that game. If you don't have a ticket already, you'll want to call up the Cat's Claws Fan Club because for just $65 if you're a non-member, 60 bucks if you're a member of the fan club or an alumni, you get a bus ride to and from BMO Field. You can email crose2, that's the number two, crose2 at kojiko.ca or Bradley Nielsen 3 at yahoo.ca the bus leaves from eastgate square here in hamilton at 10 30 a.m sharp on saturday you'll be driven to the game and from the game back to eastgate square all for 65 bucks again 60 bucks if you're a member or an alumni tickets can also pr- be purchased at the tiger cat store at the stadium and you will get your ticket at the buses uh, just prior to departure so that's a fun time. I mean, go with a bunch of Ticats fans, have a lot of fun, and uh, you're driven there and back. Perfect outing. A near-perfect game for the Ticats tonight, save for you know, a struggling second quarter. But they came out on top and uh, earned the victory, and now four points up on the Toronto Argonauts. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Those are the phone numbers to call in and express your feelings on tonight's Labor Day win by Hamilton. You can email rick at 900chml.com or tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Dave's on the line and joins us now on the fifth quarter. Dave, how are you? Uh, very good, very good. Another great character-building win. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, the score kind of maybe have been um, flattering to Toronto a bit with those two turnovers we gave them, but uh, they, these things happen in football. And uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm really, really, really happy. I mean, what, what, how better does it get beat Toronto on Labor Day here? Like you said, it's the only thing better is winning the Grey Cup. It's oh so close, uh, isn't it? it is, this is something unique to our city, maybe unique to the whole, probably unique to the whole country. Maybe the biggest rivalry, as Joe Theismann said, in football when he played up here. But anyhow, onto that. I'm, you know, the only thing I'm worried. You know, we lost Williams. Now we lost Saunders. I don't think it looks too good for Saunders, but hopefully. Hopefully it wasn't as bad as it looked, but it happened right in front of me, and it was just uh, one of those ones where you cringe, cringe <clears throat> the way he came down. He That's why he dropped the ball, because of the pain in his knee. The Argo guy never knocked the ball out of his hands. Yeah, it, it was. It almost looked like a hyperextension, and they're calling yeah. it a sprained MCL, which is way better than a torn oh, ACL. Yeah, at, least, at least it's not for the rest of the season, so... Uh, I, I hope he's back sooner rather than later, but whether it's uh, a few weeks or even a couple of months at most, 
I think we can all live with that as long as he comes back uh, stronger physically and mentally. Yes. You know, um, but, you know, the player of the game, uh, well, you could give it to Green, you can give it to, to Tasker, you can give it to Banks, but <clears throat> I can see why you'd pick Green. Excuse me. Um, just sore, sore from yelling in my throat. <laughs> That's, <all I> know. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to Tasker. Do you know why? For one reason only. Well, when, when Saunders went down, the team looked a bit rattled when he went down and they carried him off. Uh, Brandon Banks looked visibly, dis- really visibly distressed over that. And I think the team was starting to panic a bit. And I think those the, the offense goes five or six straight completions to Tasker settled that team down. And it psychologically did a lot for the team. And he made the key catches at the key times. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Green or or, or Banks, for sure. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm taking Tasker just because of that. Not, you know, the other guys are just as worthy, for sure, if not more. But, you know, as you know, sports is a lot of psychology in sports, as you know, Rick. So, no, Dave, that's that, that's that's a great point because you know it's it's the second quarter. Saunders goes down. Uh, the Argos tied up, I think, at fourteen at that point. Uh, Hamilton needs a rallying cry, and Luke Tasker provides that. He's that comfort blanket for Masoli. Makes some big catches. It scored a touchdown earlier in the game, and I think he kind of helped calm that team down a little bit with uh, with his receptions. Yeah, I uh, definitely uh, for sure saw that myself as well. So. But you know, winning Labor Day, I'm just I'm happy, and we got them back in Toronto. Hopefully, we can uh, take it to them in Toronto again. So uh, it was a great night, good night to be a Hamiltonian, and uh, it's great, you know, to see all these older people that come to this, come to see this team, the diehards. It's, and you know, in Labor Day, there's a lot of young people coming, and I hope that uh, the young people will keep coming. And uh, you know, people like Carol Rose have been doing this for years. You got to salute your hat to her. I mean, that that's what this 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 team and this. This city is all grassroots. It comes from the grassroots, and uh, this is why this team has been able to survive, and hopefully will thrive in the next few games. Could have said it better myself. Dave, appreciate the call. Thanks, Rick. Good night. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your mobile device. Uh, Luke Tasker, by the way, eight receptions tonight. That is a game high for also a game-high 143 yards. He had a touchdown tonight. Brandon Banks' final statistics, uh, pardon me, he had the game-high nine receptions tonight for 135 yards and two TDs, also getting a lot of of player-of-the-game nods. My player-of-the-game, Alex Green, running back for the Ticats, 18 carries, 115 yards on the ground, had a couple of touchdowns, also had three receptions for 28 yards as well. Jeremiah Masoli getting some love as well. 26 of 35, that's almost 75%, 74.3. 385 yards, customary that he gets over 300 yards a game. Three TDs and the one pick, which did turn out to be seven points for the Argos going the other way. Uh, Terrence Tolliver, three receptions for 43 yards. Jalen Saunders, two for 27. And Mike Jones had a catch for nine yards. And if you're wondering, um, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, I, I didn't think was... Good at all tonight. I think he was below average, if you ask me. 14 of 29, 163 yards, and an interception. I mean, that's not, nothing to write home about. He was he was disappointing. I was expecting a little bit more from Bethel Thompson. But that Toronto Argonauts offense not only struggled, but I think the Ticats defense really played a wonderful first quarter and a really good second half as well. So hats off to the Ticats D once again. Let's go back to a couple of tweets coming in. Uh, Brian writes, wow, now to step on them for good. Hashtag Argo suck. 
Oski Wiwi writes, hard to pick a player of the game tonight. Green, Banks, Masoli, Daly, hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, Brian says, Tasker slash Banks, player of the game. Jen says, great game. My player of the game is Tasker, but so many to pick tonight. Hashtag Labor Day, hashtag uh, Ticats. And uh, Jim tweets, we won. I didn't. Oh, I already read that one. How about him? About him nearly melting. And uh, I did have one more that I was scrolling to. Uh, oh, here it is. Matthew. Uh, Ticats played a great game tonight. My player of the game goes to Speedy B. Speedy B. Leading Tasker by a nose in our player of the game vote tally. Back to the phones we go. Ron is on the line. Hello, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Rick, I'm going to make it uh, short. I'm not feeling well. Okay, no problem. Go ahead. Uh, my player of the game is definitely uh, Money in the Bank, Brandon Banks. Okay. Uh, I'd like to, uh, as far as that 1988 uh, game, Labor Day game. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pick C. You're going to pick C, 86 points. Okay. The answer will be revealed at the end of the show. Thanks, Rick. Uh, you have a what uh, remains of the Labor Day, and go get them tie caps uh, on Saturday. You got it. Hope you feel better soon, Ron. Thanks, uh, Rick. Stay with the phones. Jason is on the line. Hello, Jason. How are you? Not bad, Rick. How are you this evening, Bob? I'm good. Well, i got to say the whole team would get my vote, but if I had to pick one guy, and i got a nickname for this guy, too. It's uh, it's uh, Brandon Ready All Phaser Banks. That's okay, a Star that's, Trek thing, Phaser that, Banks. Yeah, that's the most creative nickname I've ever heard. Yeah, because when he goes in there, man, he strikes, and he's quick, and he's accurate, and he just does the job. And I have to agree with um, uh, Green also being a pivotal player. And like I said, there's a lot of the whole team did really well. And getting that former uh, Packers player, uh, Green, uh, wow, boy, did the Packers give up something special with and, and us gaining a, an, a, an exceptional player. Um, I just wanted to call in and give my 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 um, nickname for. Speedy Banks, Brandon Banks, Ready All Phaser Banks, and uh, I did some stuff on Facebook uh, for. For tonight's game, too, if you if anybody checks it out, I did like a Transformers theme, and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like Unicron 1 crushing the planet, and that was like the Ticats crushing the uh, Argos. You know, I picked, I predicted they'd win by two points. I said to my wife and my buddy Tom, who usually calls into the show, uh, two points. So um, I just say, way to go, Ticats, and uh, I'm proud of these guys, you know, and uh and I just want to say thanks for having me on your show. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm starting my 12-hour fast, Rick, so I have to go to bed because i got to get up in the morning and get my, my blood work done. Okay, well, good luck with that. Thank you very much. So far, so good. You know, everything's good. Just, uh, you know, I'm a quarterly guy, so they're making sure everything's all where it's at. And uh just want to say thank you, Ticats, for an excellent effort into this coaching staff and the uh, people who run the uh, Tim Hortons field and uh, – Hey, who says ten, uh, who says turnovers are a bad thing? Because we just uh, we just handed the a uh, uh, couple of turnovers to the um, you know Argonauts, uh, courtesy of Tim Hortons. You know, we we got them. Hey, Jason, appreciate <laughs> the call. Enjoy the rest of the night, and good luck with the blood work. Oh, thank you very much. All's good, bud. I might just anoint Jason the fifth quarter fan of the night on that call. It's a close race between him and another caller from earlier tonight.
Speedy B already has a nickname, though. I mean, it's Speedy. That's what it is. Can't have two nicknames. Well, I guess you could. I mean, if you're that good of a player, you can have multiple nicknames. You really can. Uh, but not Speedy B. I think I think that fits him right. Uh, let's take a commercial break. We'll recharge our uh, batteries, our phasers, if you will, and <laughs> take more of your calls and your emails and your tweets. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We're all over Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Ticats 42, Argos 28 tonight. A Labor Day Classic uh, once again in favor of the good guys. Fifth quarter continues on 900chml. Rick Samprin here. Yeah, this is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. What a game tonight. Tiger Cats 42, Argonauts 28, Hamilton now 5-5 five and five on the season, and the Boatmen sinking to 3-7. and seven. A heated battle, maybe the most heated battle for player of the game voting this season is occurring tonight after this Labor Day game. Brandon Banks, Alex Green, Luke Tasker, those are your one, two, three uh, podium finishers right now uh, with Mike Daly and Jeremiah Masoli also getting votes. You can cast your ballot for player of the game. Email us, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Call in. Uh, not only vote for your player of the game, you can also talk about the game tonight. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. We will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. We will unleash the voting tabulations at the end of the show for our player of the game. And the fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight is, of the 160 Labor Day games involving Hamilton, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, the 1988 Labor Day Classic between the Ticats and Argos is the highest-scoring game in Labor Day history. Kind of hard to believe that still, to this day, that's the highest-scoring game. That's how special it was. How many total points in that football game were scored? Was it A, 84, B, 85, C, 86, or D, 87? A couple of tweets strolling in. This one from Matthew. No, I already read that one. Why am I, why am I continually reading the same emails? <laughs> Bev writes, congrats to the coaches and players. Alex Green, player of the game. Oh, he's coming on up. Just two votes behind Brandon Banks, nicknamed Speedy. <laughs> and I did have another tweet that I'm just scrolling to. Max writes, great team win. Ticats, whole team played great. Another Labor Day classic in the books. Mike Daly is my player of the game. That interception turned the game for us. Hashtag fifth quarter. And Ticats fan 247, love the handle, writes, what a win. Super glad the Cats got it together and made for a thrilling win. Player of the game, Alex Green for the redemption. Hashtag fifth quarter. The voting tabulations are Brandon Banks, eight votes. Alex Green, seven Luke Tasker's in third place with four. This is the closest it has been in a long, long time. Email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. It was a close game back and forth, but once we hit the fourth quarter, we took it to them. Winning these crucial Eastern teams is so important. Williams hurt and Saunders hurt is a bit scary, but 
our other guys just need to keep it going and play well. This was an all-out team effort. Players of the game, I can't choose. Banks and Tasker, they were phenomenal. Let's win the next one to put a stranglehold on Toronto. Winning Edmonton twice and Toronto twice by next Saturday could factor huge come November. You heard it from me first, Alan. Back to the phones we go. Frank is on the line. Frank, happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, Rick. What a great game. I can't can't be more pleased than any other Ticat fan, I'm sure. Um, I'm kind of torn between um, the three top guys there, is Green and Tasker and Banks. I was totally. I have to agree with an earlier caller that that block that Banks put on their linebacker to let uh, Banks run in from the 50 plus run and catch. It was just like wow. I was like out of my seat. But uh, I have to agree with you. I'm going to go with uh, Alex Green. Um, he was just like when that guy gets rolling, he's a tank. He's unstoppable. Other than the fumble. Which gave them some points, you know. It's you know, it's sad, but uh, they've got a horseshoe. Sometimes it's unbelievable. <laughs> it, it is remarkable. In 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 talking about Toronto, I mean, I don't think they played a really good game tonight. And at one point, they're leading twenty eight twenty one. I'm thinking, what what is happening here? This this shouldn't be happening. Exactly. I thought I another earlier caller said it too. Is what I wanted to say was uh, that game should not even have been close. It was the points we gave them. Uh, little glitches and how about Mazzoli hitting the post again I mean come on <laughs> he he had it's got to be a CFL record I mean three times in one season I've never seen that yeah I'd like to stand there at the 30 with him and see if he give him 10 throws and see if he could hit it once and, uh, you know like yeah you know, it's just it was just wow but I'm you know I'm just ecstatic and uh go Cats go let's beat him again next week and uh you know step on him like people have been saying goodbye you got it yeah. see you Frank have All a good right. one you too bye 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Bill on CHML's Facebook page, as we're broadcasting live on that page, uh, he writes, Alex Green, player of the game, despite the fumble, this guy is an exceptionally talented running back. Uh, this is Bill from Washingtonville, New York, Oski Wee Wee. Thomas says, Tasker, player of the game. Carl says, 84 points total for 1988 Labor Day Classic. Carl, the answer will be revealed at the end of the show. And Bill says, by the way, 84 points were scored between Hamilton and Toronto in the 1988 Labor Day Classic. We shall confirm or deny a little later on in the program. Robert has called in in the fifth quarter. Robert, how are you? Pretty good, Rick. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty darn uh, good tonight. Great, great. Now the game's over. Um, just one thing, if we would stop shooting ourselves in the foot, we, we, we would be running away with the CFL East. We just, we, we find ways to give up points and stuff. So we correct that. We're okay. So, um, um, and just, I thought I would never, ever say this. And it's, um, actually I'm, I'm Brandon Banks is wearing on me. <laughs> what do you mean wearing on you? Well, because, I mean, for all the years that he was just returning punts and stuff, I used to get so frustrated with, you know, him zigzagging and trying to go backwards and stuff instead of just going north and south. And it used to drive me nuts. And and plus, you know, um, the Grey Cup game against Calgary when he returned that punt, that just the pouting and the acting like a, a two-year-old on the sideline. Right. And he did it again this year. And it's just, you know, he seems to be – Maybe, hopefully, he's put it behind him, and he's kind of matured a little bit. And, I mean, two weeks in a row now, he's made a big block for a touchdown, and he's shown to be a team player, finally, for a change, instead of being uh, just me, you know? So. No, I hear you. So is he your player of the game tonight? Yes, he is, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's got to wear them. He's still, I still got to give him some more time yet. So. Well, hey, he's he's got some time. He's he's not that old. No, no, and I mean, I just love the way he's being used by June Jones. I mean, I can't believe it. It's almost like every time we we our offense goes on the field. I mean, we're almost like I'm getting t- almost to the point where how come we didn't score a touchdown? You know. That that's a great expectation to have when your offense is on the field. It is. As a fan, you always want to score TDs, and obviously, as a player, you want to do too. But that having that expectation means that they're capable of doing so. They are, and they are. I and mean, I don't care what anybody says; they are. They're that type of team. Like every time they step on the field, in the offense, we got a chance to score some points. Well said, Robert. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of uh, the I'll long say, weekend. I'll say eighty-four too, because it's probably the. Earl Winfield game where he had the three different touchdowns. You'll find out the answer at the end of the show. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Bye. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell to get in on the fun on this Labor Day edition of the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Always like to hear from Stephen. Greetings, Rick. Great team win. Our guys have learned how to win and close out games. One has to give credit to Green for battling back from that costly fumble, but I have to give player of the game to Speedy B. I look at this game as a turning point for our Cats, proving that last week's win over Edmonton was far from a fluke or luck. A great close to a long weekend. One question, Rick. What was Masoli's passing totals? I know it was over 400. Oski, wee wee, cheers, Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Stephen, it wasn't quite... 400 yards. He got 385. 26 of 35 tonight. 385 yards. Three TDs. One interception. Not a bad night at all for Jeremiah Masoli. But it might just mean that Brandon Banks is going to be our player of the game tonight. Another vote for Speedy B. He now has 11. Alex Green is next with nine. Tasker has six. It's a pretty good total. For all those guys, pretty good total. This is the most heated player of the game battle we've had. We've had almost unanimous player of the game votes in the past, but this one is really a tight race between a multitude of players. Debbie is called into the fifth quarter. Debbie, happy Labor Day. Well, it's an excellent Labor Day. We win. Um, hi. Yeah, I'm still here. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it was a great game. They looked very mature in the last three minutes. They they seem to have uh, matured, and Speedy B was awesome. Speedy B was phenomenal tonight, as was Tasker, as was Green, as was Masoli, as was the defense. Uh, think, they all played the well. defense really keeps them in the game. I mean, we can unfortunately count on Masoli to give a few away, but it's it seems to be the defense that's just hanging so tough in the game. So I want to say the defense was the uh, was the player of the game because I mean Simone just came around the corner and just sacked the quarterback again like he did last week in Edmonton. So that's really good. All right, awesome. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. What's left no, of it? Some. De- defensive statistics to pass along because I, I don't want to ignore the defense and of course Mike Daly getting a couple of votes for player of the game he had that big interception one of the one of the critical moments of this football game he had a couple of tackles tonight Delvin Bro who did go out of the game um under the concussion I'm not even sure if it was under the concussion protocol 
because I didn't really see the CFL's sideline official or, or spotter kind of pulled into the side, although I do know that he didn't return to the game, and I think that might have been more so team officials being extra cautious with him. But he and Don Unamba both had five defensive tackles uh, for the Ticats tonight. Those were both team highs. Bear Woods had a game high, nine defensive tackles tonight. He also chipped in with a special teams takedown. Larry Dean with four tackles, Frankie Williams with three, Carriel Brooks, Simone Lawrence, Daly, Jamal Roll, all with two. And in the sack department, now I thought the Ticats had a sack tonight, but maybe a penalty negated that. No sacks for the Ticats tonight. For the Argonauts, they didn't have a sack either. Well, when's the last time we had a sackless game? I'll say this, the defensive star, I think, tonight was Alden Darby Jr. I mean, that... that that is case closed. There's no doubt about that. Three tackles, had the interception, which translated into seven points for the Argos offense. He had the fumble recovery, the scoop and score, the 100-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, Alden Darby was sensational tonight. And he's one of those guys I think the Argos can look at defensively and say, this is something, uh, you know, we have something here. We have something really good at this position. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, vote for your player of the game, and answer our Ticats fifth-quarter trivia challenge. Email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fans watching in uh, through that social media craze. <laughs> uh, also be sure to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and your favorite app store. Past episodes at 900chml.com. When we come back, more stats, some final thoughts as well. We'll tabulate the player of the game votes, more tweets and email as well, and hopefully a couple more calls too. It's been a great discussion tonight. This Labor Day edition of the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford, continues on 900chml. My name's Rick Samprin. Final segment here, the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. There's a couple of ways you can get involved in on tonight's program as we have a few minutes left to talk about Hamilton's 42-28 victory over the Toronto Argonauts in tonight's Labor Day game. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin as well. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. You can chime in on CHML's Facebook page as we're broadcasting live. Or call us at star 9900 on your mobile device or 905-645-3221. We have an intense battle going on for player of the game. Luke Tasker in third with seven votes. Alex Green in second with ten. And with 14 votes tonight, Brandon Banks has the lead. A few votes for Mike Daly, Jeremiah Masoli, and the Ticats defense as well, as well as the entire team. Uh, 42-28 the final tonight. Not only that, but the Ticats... Five and five on the season. They have a four-point lead over the Argonauts, who are three and seven. The rematch goes this Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. at BMO Field. Tweet coming in from Nick. Hey, Rick Samprin, great game tonight. I told you last week that the hashtag Argos suck, and I'm glad I'm not eating my words tonight. Happy face. Player of the game, Alex Green, and here's hoping we'll be up by four points in the standings after next week. And I think he meant to say up by six points in the standings because currently the Ticats have 10 points the Argos and Alouettes have six points Ottawa leads the pack in the east with 12 they are six and four on the season out west just as we're looking at the standings Calgary which beat Edmonton 
earlier today, 23-20 to in the last second Rene Paradis field goal. The Stamps are 9-1. and Saskatchewan in second place right now in the West at 6-4. and Edmonton 6-5. and Winnipeg 5-6. and And BC, which has played the least amount of games this season, only 9. They're 3-6 and on the season, but they got some work to do. They're a horrible team on the road as well. 0-5 away from BC Play Stadium. The Argos, by the way, 0-5 away from Toronto. So there's that. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But this second half is setting up to be a doozy for the Ticats, the way they're playing. Email from Phil in the Hammer. Hi, Rick. Even though the Cats won the game, they seem to have a problem putting a team away. Being up 14-0, then allowing the Argos back in the game to eventually tie the contest at 21 shows a team that lacks a killer instinct. The same thing happened last week when they jumped out to a 10-0 lead against Edmonton, only to allow them to score the next 24 points. If the Cats want to make it deep into the playoffs, they need to put teams away early and never let them back in the game. Kudos for the win, Phil in the hammer. Well, say this to that. A, I somewhat agree with that statement, but B, I'll say this. It's good to know that your team is going to come out firing on all cylinders, if you will, at the start of the game and take a 10-0 lead, a 14-0 lead. I'll give more credit to the other teams for coming back because in the case of the Eskimos, they were coming off a short week, and I'll give them all the credit in the world for bouncing back in the second quarter of that football game because I think it took them that long to find their rhythm. Tonight, well, the Argos took advantage of that uh, Jeremiah Masoli interception they got on the board. And uh, a couple of turnovers, there's 14 points right there. But Toronto offensively tonight wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean, even defensively, they weren't exceptional tonight. This might be the email of the year. Comes from Lisa in Niagara Falls, New York. Hi, Rick. I was at the game tonight and very happy that we toughed it out for the W. But... We were playing a Ricky Rayless Argos, and they are a mediocre team. This is just another mediocre team, and we will have to wait for another year. Really, fifth quarter nation, if we had Johnny football in all season, would we be a lot worse in the standings? Great game for Speedy B and Luke. Please don't hate the messenger, but I would have loved to seen Johnny football with us all season. Happy Labor Day to everyone. Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. Talk about stirring the pot, Lisa. I'm not sure the Ticats would be 5-5 five and five if Johnny Manziel was Hamilton's quarterback for all 10 games. I can't, I can't guarantee that. I can't say for sure this team would be 5-5. Five and five. Heck, they could be 7-3 with Johnny Manziel at quarterback. I have my doubts, however. A, he's proven not to be very durable. And I know concussions are one thing. But B, I mean, he hasn't really been electrifying at all in the Canadian Football League. Whereas Jeremiah Masoli has proven that he can move the football, has rallied the troops at times, yeah, has made some mistakes here and there, and and yeah, they're playing a mediocre team in the Argos, but at least they beat this mediocre team, whereas past Hamilton teams may not have won tonight. And I think that's saying a lot. I think this team... I'm not saying is starting to realize how to win because obviously they they won football games before. Being five and five at this point of the year, I think is is an okay thing. 
I think this is a team that has found its rhythm. I think I think last week's win against Edmonton really was the kickstart to this new version of the 2018 Ticats. I think they found their game. Email from Kathy. Hi, Rick. What a great game. Proud to wear my Brandon Banks jersey. So, Speedy B, Brandon Banks gets my vote for player of the game. Thanks, Kathy. Great vote. He's got a ton of votes tonight and continues to lead the pack. Brad on CHML's Facebook page. Got to go with Brandon Banks for player of the game. That little guy is a catching machine since June Jones came along. Not to mention he now can block. Blocking guys 100 pounds plus his size with no fear. Great block tonight from Brandon Banks on the Luke Tasker 56-yard touchdown. Great block. Frank on uh, our Facebook page says, Surprise, there's no calls about the ladies shown on the screen tonight. Too many hurt feelings out there. That was in reference to a lady shown on screen, uh, I'll say jiggling, last, last week. Uh, Frank writes, Almost forgot, Rick, these refs are a complete joke. Those interference calls were pathetic and other joke calls, too. Thanks. Uh, David writes, yes, we would be a lot worse off if Manziel was quarterback. And Corey says, I'm sorry, well, I'm not, but she is smoking too much green stuff. I kind of agree with those last two sentiments. I don't think Johnny Manziel would have the Ticats at 5-5 five and five through 10 games. I think there would be a, and we've seen in his couple of starts with the Alouettes, We've seen a big learning curve. And I'll say this, if Manziel was so special, or is so special, why is Antonio Pipkin starting for the Owls? Yeah, I know they're winning. And Mike Sherman wants to continue with a hot hand. But still, I mean, even when he was in, Manziel didn't show me much of anything, really. He's not the same player as he was in Texas A&M. It's not the same league as the NCAA. It's not even close These are men playing football, not boys playing this sport. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on yourself. You want to get in some final thoughts on tonight's Labor Day game, game, that is. Brad on Twitter at AM900CHML says, Hey, Rick, love the game and your show. You are awesome. My vote goes to Brandon Banks. Like other callers said, Tasker brought the team back with his turnaround clutch catches. Cheers, Labor Day, and Argos suck. Although he didn't write Argos, it's more of Arblos. And maybe he meant to write Arblos. Because that's kind of catchy as well. Brad, appreciate the tweet. Five and five at this point of the year. If you were to told me at the start of the season that this Ticats team, the one that was 0-8, by Labor Day would be five and five on Labor Day this year. I don't know. I would have looked at the schedule and thought, ah, five and five, one, two, three. I don't know. I don't know about five and five. I would have taken it, and I will take it, and I'll especially take it the way this team is playing. Back-to-back wins, one against your arch rival in Toronto, the other against. A pretty darn good Edmonton Eskimos team. Going into Toronto this Saturday, the key, I think, just like tonight, was the fast start. And who cares if Toronto comes back and ties you at one point of the sta- uh, one point of, of the game as long as you secure the victory. If this Ticats team can go up six points on Toronto, the Argos are done 
in terms of getting either first or second in this division. Not even close. A a back-to-back Labor Day following the weekend sweep by the Ticats, they'd be done. Ottawa, by the way, in B.C. this coming Friday night. Saskatchewan takes on the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg, and there's another return Labor Day clash, Calgary in Edmonton for their nightcapper, if you will, the home-and-home series. That should be a good one. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. And on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Final statistics from uh, the Eskimos, or the Eskimos, the Argonauts side of things. Mentions uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson's statistics. Uh, James Wilder Jr. had a fairly quiet game. He was more active in the first half than the second half. 11 carries for 47 yards. James Franklin's stats line is intriguing to me. One for one passing and a three-yard touchdown to uh, Ryan Bombin. And he had four carries for eight yards and two touchdown runs. That's a pretty productive night for James Franklin. Receiving, James Wilder also had three catches for 42 yards. Tops in both of those categories for the Argos. S.J. Green, two catches for 41. Rodney Smith, two receptions for 31. And Amonte Edwards, two catches for for 23. Defensively for the Argos, Bear Woods, nine tackles. Justin Tuggle with six, and Marcus Ball had five. Okay, here we go. The answer to our uh, fifth quarter trivia challenge, the 1988 Labor Day Classic between the Ticats and Argos, the highest scoring game in Labor Day history. How many total points were scored? The answer was 84. Ticats beat the Argos 56-28. Huge game by Earl the Pearl Winfield. Uh, Saskatchewan and Winnipeg scored 79 combined points in 1991. Uh, The Riders winning that game 56-23. And in 1995, Calgary beat Edmonton 51-26. Our fifth quarter player of the game is Brandon Banks. He beat out Alex Green and Luke Tasker. Masoli, Daly, the defense, and the entire team also with votes. And our fifth quarter fan of the night is Jeff, our first caller, and his late father, Peter. Again, our condolences. This victory was for him. For producer Will Erskine, my name's Rick Samprin. We'll be back after the Ticats and Argos rematch this Saturday. You've been listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts from. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Hey, it's free, so you never miss an episode, and make sure you rate and review.